friends, I'm DJ Lance Rock, and I have to say, Rock and Roll Grad School is awesome! This is Rock and Roll Grad School with your hosts, Heidi Hedquist and Luke Poley. Take our hands, we're off to Never Never Land. Hello, kitties. We're going to have a real good time together. We are talking, um, this is our last episode celebrating everything that is the Summit Music Fest. Yes, and but not we- our last episode. No, no. Oh, heaven forbid. And our last episode this year celebrating. Correct. Yes. Thank you for clarifying all of those things. I did not. You're welcome. Um, We are talking with uh, McIntyre and Legand, I believe is how you say it. Uh, Singer-songwriter duo. Really interesting interview. You will have to listen to it. No shade. Um, (laughs) Hey, I did some of these by myself. This is true. This is true. But it's it's a lovely conversation. Very interesting. That's what keeps the show good for us is to be able to listen to some and as listeners. Let the mystery be. Right. A few things to go over. I think we got two nominees for this year's uh, Dink of the Year Award. Who do we have? I think I thought we were up to two already. I think we are, but I think these are two good ones. So first, so two more. So now we're going to additional. Yeah. Wow, we almost have a real category. We, we really should do. actually ask for votes. So this first one, I think, is more of a, it's an honor just to be nominated kind of thing. Okay. And we are not a political show, as you know. No. But um, Colorado rep Lauren, Bo- Lauren Boebert, I don't know if you saw this. Oh, I sort of half saw it, but yes. So um, she and her uh, male companion were kicked yes. out of a performance of Beetlejuice. Yes for vaping dancing singing videoing now a couple things one she said originally that the only thing she was guilty of was having a good time she did not vape or take pictures which was a great excuse until the video came out of her doing exactly those things of course yes now um she did not apologize for playing grab ass in the theater which i feel like that's just that gets us to the side well right this is I mean, what you do. It's dark. Right. It's the okay. theater. Yeah. Uh, see the theater. I would understand if it was a uh, a concert of right. songs. True. Standing up and having a great time. Yes. Uh, but again, you have to follow the rules of the audience around you. Well, right. It's a different again, kind of party. Right. Again, set this aside. Not mm-hmm. Dink of the Year worthy. Well, I mean, I see why it's a pleasure to be nominated because, I mean, she's like a, she needs a Lifetime Achievement Award. But go ahead. So those two things, annoying, not cool, not right. worthy. Right. Not, um, not uncommon. Right. One, vaping, when no one else is doing anything. Big dink move. Yeah. Especially, apparently, it was in front of a pregnant woman who asked her to stop, and she turned around and gave her some sort of look of, like, you can't tell me what to do. Oh, dear Lord. Um, also, again, complete aside, uh, she threw out a, do you know who I am? When of they course. were escorting her out. Of course. Here is the thing that, for me, dink move. Yes. Flash photography in a darkened theater. 
think not move. good. And then videoing most of the show. Double think move, yeah. Because you will never watch that. We've discussed on this program before oh. shows we have seen where the person standing in front of me at Blondie uh, filmed the entire thing. He he filmed it horizontally, so it's going right. to look like hell. Yes. But there's no way you're going to watch an hour and a half of you jumping up and down, trying to oh. keep your camera focused solely on Debbie Harry and the rest of the bank. Right. Take a leap. Right. So, but I just think, again, honored to be nominated. Yeah. It's it's a reminder of all the things you that know. she does. Exactly. Not not political. Just, not political. Just the things she does. Just day to day, good, bad, right. or indifferent. So the other one um, that I think definitely uh, falls under the um, this one is I think it's a legit honor uh, and well deserved. Um, okay. Jan Wenner. Yes. So uh, he over the weekend was removed from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's uh, Board of Directors. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he has a new book coming out called The Masters, which really should be called My Good Friends. Well, okay, but... It's it's a collection of interviews with Dylan, Jerry Garcia, Mick Jagger, John Lennon, Bruce Springsteen, Pete Townsend, and Bono. But they're also the masters. They they are. Or were you saying they should be our good friends? They should be. Yes. And then we will definitely call them masters. Right. Uh, But in an interview with the New York Times, they asked him about this list Mm -hmm. and pointed out the fact that they were all white males. Yes. They were Uh, an average white band. Very much uh, average white band. Mm -hmm. And so he responded saying that um, the the selection was uh, intuitive, which is interesting because nowhere along the line of putting this book together was like, Young, quick question. Right. Like nobody else brought this up. Right. I mean, they all absolutely deserve to be in the book, but there should be additional people in the book. Yes. I think you could put three, four, if not seven other chapters. You could. You could put Nile in that book. I was going to say, I think of all the folks we could, you could throw Nile in there. Um, but he stated that it was intuitive. You could and... put Patty Smith in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be a great one. Uh, but he then followed that up by saying, quote, none of uh, the female artists he encountered during his time at Rolling Stone were, quote, articulate enough. <gasps> oh, I missed this. To be included in such a book. Hmm. And the reporter hearing the words coming out of his mouth said, do you want to rephrase that? Do you want to try that one again? And he basically doubles down. It's not that they're inarticulate, although go have a deep conversation with Grace Slick or Janis Joplin. Please be my guest. You know, Joni was not a philosopher of rock and roll. She didn't, in my mind, meet that test. Not by her work, not by other interviews she did. And then, of Black artists, you know, Stevie Wonder, genius, right? I suppose when you use a word as broad as masters, the fault is using that word. Maybe Marvin Gaye or Curtis Mayfield? Question mark. I mean, they just didn't articulate at that level. So, He's the, the bar has been raised, Lauren, Lauren Bulbert. So, don't yeah. even bother writing a speech. 
Yeah. Just be prepared to be shown in that box of the nominees and clap when anyone else's name is read. Right. Smile for smile. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I just love the fact that it's it's one of those interviews where uh, the reporter tries to do the right thing. And, right. And says, like, let's wait a second here. Right. Let's Think that not, through. Yep. Right. I, I don't want you to feel like I'm trying to catch you in anything. Of course. No, no, no. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. Just catch away. Yep. yep. So. How long have you guys been together as a group? Because you both have had other bands and, and yeah. done other stuff without the other one. Well, I, th- I think it's been a long meandering story. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to know when was the beginning, you know, because yeah. like, we've kind of been writing music together for a while and just, you know, helping each other write our own songs and just, you know, having a, a helpful ear to guide us, you know, and then. Mm-hmm. We really like, yeah. and we started recording stuff um, probably 2018 or so. Um, sounds about right. So a couple of those songs survived, not all of those. I, I would sure. hope that my songs are a little bit better when I'm 23 hmm. than when I was 18. And that has been the case. And then some of them we've just kind of updated. But that's kind of the um, like the genesis of where we're starting everything and kind of the, the sound that we're trying to improve on right now. So you both started as that sort of musical ear you could trust for the other one to go, what do you think about this? Am I going somewhere interesting? What was that moment when you both kind of looked at each other and like, you know, we could just join up and do this together and combine the voices and all of that. Yeah. I think it was when we started doing some harmonies together and we were like, you know, why don't (laughs) we sound like we sound so good together. Why don't we just play out and see, see how that goes see see what happens and uh yeah right like once you yeah say, i that's... mean and i remember um tyler has a couple old songs on soundcloud and he had the song called fridays and to me it's just a really fantastic pop song and at the time i was writing like exceptionally folky things i was super into elliot smith and so There's and that nothing that wrong really, with that no no, 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 no and, apologize. yeah <laughs> no and I, I was in the early album elliot smith too so i mean i was just doing like i, I was just super into the, the folky stuff and then tyler around that same time put that song out on soundcloud and it was just such a great pop song and i just wasn't in that space and i said well you know what and if i i wanted to write pop songs kind of get out of that phase and i said well originally where that 2018 stuff kind of comes in is hearing that song and like that's okay that's kind of the direction that i want to move into even if i do kind of my focus stuff on the side and that's where that really started and then I've, in this let's call this the more recent iteration mm-hmm. um like earlier this year we have the song slow ride and we had been working on that for like since 2018 off and on and like it just felt like there was something missing with it forever and then i just we took half an hour of just playing around with ideas and then all of a sudden we just finally came up with the the harmony and it was like okay that's how it's supposed to sound and it's just something that we wouldn't have 
that neither of us could have done on our own. And that's really yeah, yeah, what yeah. the magic is to me. That's <laughs> like to have someone that's, that is, um, that can do something that I can't do that right. I could have dreamt up on my own. So. But too, I think it's that thing where it's like, you know, it, you've been working on it since 2018, but it took you f- five years to get to those 30 minutes where you could just bang it out and go, Oh, here's how it should be. Yep. Now, Tyler, I, you were a drummer for other bands and such, correct? Well, so, <laughs> so, so I started playing he- drums just for Henry. Like I, okay. I would never say I would never say drums are like my main instrument. Like I started playing um, guitar, electric guitar, in, in bands, and then yeah, I met Henry, and you know he needed a drummer, and I was like, well, I can I can kind of do that. I can kind of play, and so that yeah, so that's how that happened. Okay, so all the drummer jokes I don't need to take out. No, no. Okay, cool. Do you like pavement at all? Yeah, who doesn't? Right, Tyler, Tyler was Gary Young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I'm just, okay. Yeah, that that's I could that's how I would say. I could, but, yeah. Keep the rhythm going. You got to have one. I mean, Mo, Mo Tucker did all right. Yeah, that's um, great. <laughs> so with the harmonies, that's always such a hard thing yeah. to figure out. Do you guys, how do you do it? I know like Simon and Garfunkel sat and literally looked at the other one's mouth for months to figure out how the other one formed words and how they, so they could be imperfect. Henry, given by your reaction, you did not stare at each, stare at each other for months. Not no. yet. Yeah. No, not yet. Maybe we'll try. <laughs> Next pandemic. Uh, um, yeah, but, I think, well, I just think the harmonies are, like one thing that draws me to them is just like, I feel like there's not, that many bands doing it mm-hmm. at the same time as much as i love simon and garfunkel i really do i love paul Simon's songwriting and but it's i think i'm weary of that like righteous brothers uh simon and garfunkel two fart harmony thing mm-hmm. i guess i guess just because the songs that we write i feel are like i just hear a rock band behind them and and we'll eventually get to that point where we're an acoustic duo right now um, but at the same time, I, I mean, I guess I don't, um, I'm not, not weary of that as an influence cause it's awesome. But to me, I always like, I guess, I guess what I strive for as a comp more as arrogant as it sounds. And he knows what I'm going to say is like a Lennon McCartney thing. Well, sure. <laughs> he, knows, he knows how often I said that. As, <laughs> I say that all the time. <laughs> so. uh, but that makes sense. I mean, that's a good, if you're going to aim, aim high. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, I saw yourself short. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, but I think even just listening to some of your solo stuff, there's definitely, you hear that, you hear the Beatles, you hear Squeeze, you hear, I was hearing Matthew uh, Sweet a lot in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, people who just can do those harmonies perfectly. And it's almost a choir of voices that it isn't just the two stripped down to just uh, instruments. And part of the reason it works too is because I am the most tenor singer ever mm-hmm. and he's a baritone. So like that that thing just works as well too on like a very like technical voice level too. But yeah. So it seems like pretty quickly you guys were going, Oh, this works. Or did you have to write fifteen crappy songs to be like, I think we got something here? No, I think I actually think it was pretty fast. Yeah, it was like because I'd come over with the song and like I got this. I don't really know what to do with this. Like, I don't really think this is just a solo song. And, you know, I'd bring it to Henry and he'd be like, well, 
what if we did a harmony on this verse? What if we, you know, just figuring stuff out? And, you know, obviously, there's we're going to have some shitty songs. You know, that's just learning. Getting Everyone better. does. But That's why yeah. they make B-sides. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd, say, I'd say it happened pretty organically, though. Like, it, it was... It didn't, like, we didn't take too much time, like, to start writing together. Mm-hmm. And so... I still write many shitty songs. I, oh, Tyler, okay. No, I, I would never sell you yeah. short of that. Well, um, they just did my voice memos for all time. Right. <laughs> yeah. Voice memos, exactly. So do you guys come to each other with scraps of stuff? I mean, the true Lennon-McCartney, or do you sit down and write together in the same room? I'd say it's more of uh, bringing in scraps, but mm. I, I'd like to get it to us, you know, starting from nothing and, you know, building something, building a whole song like that, you know, that'd be nice. I think, I think a lot of them too, it's like, at least for me, it's, I come in with something and, you know, maybe it's a verse, a chorus yeah. and a bridge that I'm just okay with. And then, I mean, and that song could be a solo song and it'd probably be fine. But I mean, there's one song in particular that we have um, called Backseat. And that was like a fine demo that I did by myself. And then I just remember Tyler just totally took that and like added added a bunch of lyrics and changed them. I mean, lyrics I, I didn't feel strongly about, but that he improved a ton. And then there's this sort of, I don't even know what to call it, an outro chore, uh, chorus kind of variation at the end where we do like a unison thing. And it's yeah. just, it's really just the, the making, making each other better and making each other's songs better. I feel like that's kind of where we're at. And I, I too would, would like to eventually get to the point where, you know, it's the Lennon McCartney, at least in early days, face to face kind of throwing, throwing lines back and forth. And that certainly happens at a, sometimes but it's really the improving each other's songs and like and again doing the things that we can't do on our own so i really love so so i obviously to reference the beatles and some of these other bands you're talking about groups that are known for their studio work and that they really put all their effort into making these records i'm assuming brian wilson must pop up every once in a while in your um i do i really do i I could I could hear that. Um, oh, that is that is a massive compliment. <laughs> but like that, you know, that you want to hear that Van Dyke Parks arrangement of a, you know, orchestra behind you. Yeah, yeah. But um, have you? What? I don't know. Does does playing these songs on just acoustic guitars? Are you acoustic? Are you electric? Just For the right two now, you guys. Yeah, it's just like an acoustic duo. But like, we'd like to get in a studio and make like more of a like a rock record, you know, mm-hmm. make it more real like rock and roll. And yeah, we want to make a full band. I definitely, I definitely want to get to that point. And I do think Electric. I am like, I, I write like 95% of my songs on acoustic. Um, mm-hmm. And then, but I do think there's something to be said about it in a songwriting sense that if the song still has power on an acoustic guitar, then it's probably a great song. I mean, you can really deconstruct most of the best songs ever written just on an acoustic guitar and it will still have the same power. I think that's a, that's a pretty good test of how good your song is. Definitely. And are you guys already kind of being like, man, if we get a Mellotron on this thing, 
sky's the limit or is it much more like maybe him not so much but yeah not to put the cart before the horse but like are you guys already in your minds arranging these things being like man once we add a you know absolutely good base so you're playing at summit how many shows have you guys done i mean you've been together for a while have you taken this dog and pony show on the road and I'm not asking you to name who's the dog and who's the pony. <laughs> thanks for making thanks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, mean, yeah, I mean, to be honest, we we really haven't played out many times. We've done a we've done a good amount of open mics. I'd say we've had maybe two, two or three real shows. Yeah. And yeah, the summit will be yeah probably our fourth show. Is that is that of uh, sort of 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 your own? accord of your own decisions like we want to just practice this stuff and get it there or you kind of is it post-covid and all of that nonsense a little bit is just i mean honing the craft of like harmony singing is like Mm -hmm. that's that's definitely a different thing than just performing by yourself that's either really good or it's not yeah yes like you have to really know what you're doing yeah Um, so and then i mean I also think that we really, we really want to have um, like a catalog of, of songs to be able to show the world. We don't want to play the same five songs mm-hmm. over and over again. So just keep writing and keep kind of getting better at the harmony singing. But I think I think the goal is to definitely play out more, mm-hmm. and we want to put out some music, which we're in the process of just like starting to just record some of our own demo tracks and yeah get those down so do you know what you're playing at summit yet or are you this guy's or is the you know the the set list undefined because who knows what you guys are going to write tomorrow or tonight i'd say we have a good idea right we, yeah a little bit of like, both too yeah. i mean mm-hmm. I, I i hope we have a couple new songs by then too but there's also ones that we still haven't played live that are that are done and ready to go and I'm assuming you've got some bangers that are going to go over well live. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> some bangers, baby. <laughs> I mean, I guess you wouldn't, you'd be terrible musicians and terrible uh, self promoters if you're like, nah, that all Actually, kind of suck. Um, I don't know about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you're starting to put this stuff down. Are, are you looking towards getting into a studio or are you just trying to, like you said, build up your, your stockpile of, of stuff? Well, it's expensive. <laughs> to yeah, do it, that's a good point. I'm yeah. like, I'm in the the process of like finally finishing an EP solo right now, and I did it like full works, like traveled to record and mix and master and everything. So I'm a little bit weary of the DIY recording because. I know the results you can get by going to a studio Mm. at the same time. um, There's mixing engineers out there that are wizards and that can make anything sound radio ready. So (laughs) that's, that's certainly a possibility too. Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe even a a little bit of a a mix of both. Um, We certainly have decent microphones. That's half the battle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I think just, recording um some of our own tracks too and trying to getting a, get an idea of how we want to record that because that's important too just going into a studio knowing how you know being able to record doing metronome and doing all that 
you know. Yeah. Uh, I think there's still a good amount of ways to go before we get in the studio. I mean, and it could be the the Brian Wilson in me too, but yeah. I also think there's something to be said about being the one to put the the paint on the canvas. Yeah, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. Where I mean, you certainly you should you should think about your arrangements and what you're doing production wise with your own stuff. But um, like, I also think that it's interesting the choice that you that you can make that perhaps someone else wouldn't make. I think that's that's kind of an interesting thing that I. I might be interested in doing and again maybe even in kind of a a mix of both maybe mm-hmm. do our vocals you know yeah. in the basement or whatever and then have someone record the drums professionally or something like that but All right so you want to really craft your own 20 something uh symphonies to god is that what you're saying <laughs> someday when i can afford trust me when i can afford the symphony that's that's gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> i can't help myself For more information on the Summit Indie Fest happening September 30th, check out their website, summitindiefest.com. You can check us out on all the various socials. Be sure to visit our website at rockandrollgradschool.com. And don't forget to leave us a review. Today's show is produced by myself and Heidi Hegquist. Our reluctant producers are John Survey and Sandy Stone. Our willing producers are Rachel Allen and Randy Jeanette. Our intern is Zach Jackson. This one's for Philippe. Thank you. Goodbye. And may all your favorite bands stay together. <laughs>